We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocky can. What up? It's Friday. You made it. Sit back, relax. Maggie and Perloff here to help you preview a big sports weekend. I'm relaxed. I know my Eagles are playing the Cowboys, but I don't feel like there's any pressure on me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the Bills have the most pressure on them of any team in the NFL, period, full stop. We can talk about this Chiefs game. I'd love to talk about this Chiefs game. Let's break it down from every angle, the minutia. I love it. But don't tell me any other team is facing near the pressure that the Bills are, whether it's this week in the quote-unquote revenge game against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, whether it's any game the rest of the season. There is no other team in the NFL where the expectations are get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl or else your season was a complete failure. Yep. How, how do you like it? Are you enjoying that as a Bills fan? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, this is the only team that's getting that treatment. Your Eagles aren't getting that no. treatment. The Dallas Cowboys, hell no, aren't getting that treatment. Everyone's just so happy the Cowboys are winning games with Cooper Rush. I mean, Tom Brady's not getting no. that treatment with the Bucks. The Rams won their Super Bowl last year. Bengals were there last year. And if you're going to tell me Green Bay, yeah. I can't even get there with Green Bay. But that's the one that I would argue there's a lot of pressure to win there. This year, right now, I don't think so. First of all, we already know, even if you think it's not enough, Aaron Rodgers does have a Super Bowl, and now he's got four MVPs. Nobody is blaming Rodgers for things that go wrong. Quite frankly, maybe we should blame Rodgers a little bit more for things, but we don't because he's an all-time great quarterback. He's here, like... Green Bay's just happy he's back. Ooh, I don't, they got all I don't these think young so. receivers. No way. I think when he walked off the field after that San Francisco game, I think that is the most disappointed a franchise has been in 10 years. That, that last year was the year they were supposed to win the Super Bowl. So I think there is you a lot of unfinished business. You keep telling me the 49ers business. were this excellent team that should have been in the Super well, Bowl anyway. I mean, listen, the Packers were head and shoulders above everybody last year. There's, I still don't quite understand why they didn't get out of the NFC. They have to do it. If they don't do it this year, it's just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And it's really putting a negative light on the end of Aaron Rodgers' career, even with the MVP wins. Now, I still don't think they have as much pressure as the Bills because the Bills have been the Vegas favorite since yeah. March. Josh Allen's the MVP favorite. I mean, like, all that stuff. Your quarterback, your, and I'm calling him your, yeah. your quarterback just threw a 70 yard pass into the eye of a hurricane <laughs> to open the Steelers game. I mean, they're doing things that are incredibly special yeah. and rare. So. But also, too, I think people love to hype up one team. It may, you yes. know, and I. Th- it's easier to tear them down when like, they don't make it. You're very close to this team, but I have to tell you, as a as someone who's not, yeah, just the feeling is you just we've been inundated with this idea that the Bills are a legit Super Bowl favorite. Everyone keeps saying they're a wagon, and I don't totally know what that means, Me but either. I totally agree with it. They are a wagon. <laughs> I know you circle the wagons. I don't know what just a wagon is, but whatever. Fine, they're it. But think about it. When was the last time, was it maybe the Chiefs, where you had a team that was like wire to wire? Where you're like, we knew that this team was awesome and they were great the whole year and it even ends with them winning a Super Bowl. Like, those seasons are really rare. Like, even the Belichick-Brady years, like, they went for how many different Cinderella stories? The undefeated season that ended up with a loss in the Super Bowl with the Giants. That's, That's basically all we remember about that season. And... Brady throwing 50 touchdowns to Randy Moss. Like, it is so hard to create that pillar to post, awesome, dominate all the way through season. 
but that's where the Bills are right now. You know, and, you, were, you reminded me, remember the Brady Buccaneers game when he was holding up four fingers against the Bears? Yeah, we didn't know what down it was. We, that was week six, I believe, and we thought they were toast. We thought that Tom Brady was done. You're right. It's it Actually, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. It's it, been a long time, so you're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Uh, but, you know, I think there's a rush to also make a lot of conclusions about this game. And that's not where I am at personally. This game is important. Actually, we have sound from Tony Romo, who was on uh, our friend Adam Shine's Time to Shine show yesterday, did a great job. And he was talking about why this game is so important. I think it's bigger than people realize right now because it's so early in the year. So it really is like, okay, it's another game. That's what the players are going to say. And that's what they should say. But when they go against each other, you find very quickly that whoever wins this game really has a two-game advantage the rest of the year. These two teams are going to finish at 14-3, and 13-4. But uh, to think that you have to make up two games on one of these two quarterbacks, that's a lot. And neither one of these quarterbacks wants to go on the road and play against the other quarterback because the advantages you have at home, I mean, it's 20%, I would argue, at least from a quarterback perspective. It's a big deal. This is a huge game. I mean, preach. That's why this is important because that's been the thing. If Buffalo is going to really complete this season of dominance or if this actually ends with them, you know, trying to get to the Super Bowl, which I know they are, it's got to be about the home field. That's been the thing that has been missing for them this since Josh Allen got there and in this run, the playoff games that he has won have been the ones where they've been in Buffalo. They beat the Colts. They beat the Ravens. What did that have in common? They beat the Patriots last year. What do these things have in common? That's when they're in Buffalo. This game is super important, but it's way more important to the Bills than the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs, this is like a house money situation for them. I don't even know. Internally, they're probably feeling pressure, Perloff, but mm. you have Mahomes whose legacy is basically like he's just adding to it at this point. We know he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. You have Kelsey. I mean, the Chiefs uh, have their hardware. They've answered the questions. The, the Bills still have the questions to answer. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers won one early like Patrick Mahomes, and then eventually you start getting disappointed if you don't win another one. I think that'll come eventually on Patrick Mahomes. You're right. It's not there yet, but... I mean, look at the Bengals last year. They ran through it on the road. Look at Aaron Rodgers himself. He's gone to the Super Bowl on the road. I I don't know. I don't see the – here's the thing. I don't really see the Chiefs as a 14-3 and three team because they're coming off two really iffy games to me. They lost to the Colts, and they were really getting handed to them at home by the Raiders, who are not a great team. I, I just feel like all they depend on Patrick Mahomes to run around and make a play more than ever because none of these receivers are any good right now. Um, None of them are good. Kelsey's good. I, none of the receivers, right? Now, so, I mean, <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. He's yeah. like he's so, a tight end, but he's uh, he's basically a receiver. I'll, I, I'll do a scouting report on KC right now. You better cover Kelsey. If not, I mean, it, they're a one-man gang on the receiving end. MVS hasn't done anything. Uh, who else? Hardman doesn't done anything. Juju is, looks like a shadow of what we expected. I, I don't feel like Kansas City's a well-rounded team right now, and I don't think their defense is great. Yeah, of course they're going to be there because they have Patrick Mahomes, but do they... A little easier they said than you? done, though, because don't you think that the Raiders knew that the ball was going to Kelsey and they still couldn't do anything yeah, about it? Yeah, like, Raiders. There's, there's the, a magic the that Raider. happens between Mahomes and Kelsey. Right, but I I just feel like, yeah, but this is four or five games in. You're going to see film on this. Somebody's going to have to step up for the Chiefs. They're going to need some receivers, and they don't have them yet. And also... 
I, I just feel like there's been a little bit of a magic act by Patrick Mahomes right here. Well, for sure. I mean, it literally looks like magic sometimes when yeah. he's throwing these passes with all these crazy arm angles. It's like Houdini. Like, how did you how did you make that a touchdown when 99% of the quarterbacks basically would have run out of bounds? And does the back four of the Chiefs impress you at all? I, I don't think they did nearly enough this offseason to fix that defense. So I think Buffalo has every advantage on paper. We'll see. Bills did get some good news today. Injury report looking up for Buffalo. Looks like, you know, they're getting guys back like uh, Jordan Poyer. Looks like Jordan Phillips is going to play. A couple of those guys, if that kind of thing interests you. So that's obviously a positive for Buffalo. But I this is massive. I mean, I, I'd okay. like to try to downplay this game, but I really can't. Romo nailed it. It's all about the home field advantage. And I don't I don't know if this is going to be like the most exciting game of the weekend, but it, to me, it's one that feels like the stakes are even higher than the Eagles-Cowboys game. I know that that's a division game, so like maybe technically the stakes could be a little higher there, but I think that this is, it's Bills-Chiefs far and away, number one. Put it on the big board of disagreements. Why? I, I just have a strong feeling that we're going to be sitting here in January and we are not going to look back at this game is important. I don't think Roma's right. I don't think they're going to be 14 and three and 14 and three and fighting for home field advantage. I just don't see it playing out that way. Uh, that, that's a big assumption. I do think they're the top two teams in the conference, but I think the bills are a step ahead. That's why I'm not, I'm not putting it in the same terms as Tony Romo. Maybe I'm, I could be different. Put on the board of disagreements okay. and let's revisit on January. If this game decides anything, then I'm dead wrong. I just think the Bills are are going to run away with it. Okay. Uh, we want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. One thing that's not going to be on our big board of disagreements that we had any enjoyment from last night's football game. That, that was rough to watch. Oh, even the last two minutes Wait, that end up getting exciting or the last minute and a half that ended up getting excited was still infuriating to watch. Was it worse than the Colts Broncos game the week before? You know, close. I actually think this one was worse. I think that one was much more entertaining. This yes, one, th- this that, one just that felt one had sad. Like interceptions yeah, yeah. and like total bonkers stuff. Like the one last night was just flat, flat, except for Ron Rivera, who was at the podium last night, stormed off. What got the coach so fired up? We're going to play that for you in just a minute because you have to hear it if you have not. You're welcome to weigh in on Bill's Chiefs. We're going to talk Eagles-Cowboys during this show. We're going to get you set for a full slate of college football awesomeness. And, of course, we've got Ron Rivera sound from last night. Coach was fired up. Yeah, and one of us has a baseball team playing today, and it's not Maggie. I mean... I mean, that's facts. The Phillies are playing today, and the Mets are not playing. I'm just stating yeah. this is fact time, Maggie. That was not an opinion You want to know who else isn't playing? Like 25 other baseball teams. Why did you have to bring up the Mets? Why, did, why uh, not? I am not sitting in the room with fans of the 25 <laughs> other teams. I'm sitting in the room with a Mets fan. No, Stu's, Stu's Yankees are playing right now. Looks like the Guardians just tied things up. They did. Uh, listen, was getting nervous. Maggie, I only have four or five more games to enjoy this. I'm going <laughs> to the full. You sure you got that many? 855 yeah. 855-212-4 is Maggie and Perloff. Want to get you involved. Bills, Chiefs, want to hear from both sides here. Anyone who wants to weigh in on this rivalry, you are welcome to. And do you think this is as important as I do, as Tony Romo does? And, of course, we've got Ron Rivera sound. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. 
via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa, open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Back on Maggie and Perloff. Let's go in the time machine, Maggie. We are sitting in Los Angeles, Media Row, Super Bowl week. Ron Rivera comes up and he tells us (laughs) we are looking everywhere, high and low for a quarterback. And... You and I bought it. We're like, yes, let's go find a quarterback, Ron. This is exciting. <laughs> no, he was selling it too. He's like, we got a thousand yard receiver. Yeah. We got a thousand yard rusher. Yeah. Like, we've got a great defense. Like, who would want to come play? Yeah. We're like, well, probably a lot of people, but we're not going to tell you that right now. But anyway, no, I, I kind of like, I would like to think, I'm like, oh, Ron's got the idea. Yeah, you get a quarterback in there. Who? Oh, we could do something. I know, but the way Rivera was lobbying for one, it was like he was going to find one at Media Row at the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like, Ron, we don't have one hiding in a closet for you, like, you know, under the table. Well, they might have been better served to get whoever was hiding in our closet. Yeah, just grab like Brady Quinn or something. Yeah, because yeah. He, he they landed with Carson Wentz. So it's been an interesting week because there was a report from ESPN that Daniel Snyder is the one who wanted Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, and we all kind of thought there might be some truth to that because it, it turned out the decision hasn't worked out. And when things don't work out, we tend to look at Daniel Snyder. Well, because he tends to be the, the, the yeah. genesis of a lot of bad things, But, but Coach, Coach, after last night's thrilling 12-7 win <laughs> over the Bears. Oh, man. Yeah, they escaped yeah, that one, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, Coach, but, he, uh, yeah, he said some things that added a new light to this. I'm curious if you buy this. Okay, so Coach protesting uh, on behalf of Carson Wentz. Honestly, I'm going I'm to speak my mind for a second. For Honestly, uh, it, it's been hard. It really has. You lose four games in a row, and everybody wants to get you, you know, just get on you. And they've played their asses off. They have. They play their asses off for everybody. They come out and they show up. They work hard. All right. They don't complain. Okay. They hear all the stuff and they got to deal with it. I get that. And I respect them for that because they're resilient. They come back. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I didn't want anything to do with Carson. Well, I'm the guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were at Indianapolis. Okay. And that's what pisses me off. Because a young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry, I'm done. Set. But coach, it's a little hard to take you seriously when you're wondering why does Carson Wentz get too much negative attention when four days ago you were asked what's the difference between you and the other NFC East teams and you said quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what. Say it louder, Ron. Say it louder. Here's my issue. So he's saying, I looked at the analytics. Then he looked at pieces of paper. Yeah. What was he? Was he printing the internet? <laughs> <laughs> what was Ron doing here? And like he watched tape of the man at Indianapolis. You know, they're at the, the combine, combine for yeah. four days. It's like that was your big like. Would you cram on Carson Wentz? <laughs> That's well, I, he's been like, in the league for like five your argument years. was kind of weak. I, I I would expect him to say we spent months charting Carson Wentz every yes. pass. He's like I looked at the pieces of paper. <laughs> I saw some tape in Indianapolis. And several people pointed out, well, you're the one, then you're the idiot because you missed it all together. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is damned if you do and damned if you don't. You're yeah, going to yeah. speak up for Carson Wentz. Like, what are you speaking up for? And then the flip side, then you're going to get mad because people are criticizing Carson Wentz when you just did it. What do you think we're going to think? I, I thought we all owed Ron Rivera an apology yesterday after that ESPN piece drops and says Daniel Snyder was the one who wanted Wentz. It's like, you know what? Maybe we got that Rivera all wrong. He didn't. He didn't want any part of this. Turns out he did because he pulled out the sheet of paper. We know human nature, though. Do you think that he was overplaying his part in the signing because he was embarrassed about his 
foible the other day where he called out the quarterback. Because that's that's a no-no for a coach to do that. That was embarrassed. That's the yeah. worst press Ron Rivera's ever gotten. So do you think he was overstating yes. his role in Carson Wentz as a mea culpa? Yes, 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 yes. I think he was <laughs> yes-yesing. I'll yes that till I am blue in the face. Yeah, he's definitely overcompensating there. Again, no disrespect to Ron Rivera, who we all really do respect a lot from his playing days and as a coach. But, I mean, no one's buying this. No one's buying you're getting that animated about Carson Wentz. I mean, come on. It's impossible. So, so what you're saying that you do not think that Ron Rivera made this decision. You think it was a team decision, maybe at a higher level. No, I think that he might have signed off on it, yeah. But I think Daniel Snyder does meddle. Yes. I mean... Uh, do I think that everyone in the org here can let me paint this scenario. Your boss is like, I love this person. I think yeah. this person would be the perfect addition. And you're a coach like Ron Rivera, who quite frankly, hasn't had a great quarterback since he's been in Washington. Hasn't had a lot of success. I know they won the division one year, but you draw Tom Brady and the bucks in the first round. And obviously that was, that was difficult. He's not going to win that game with Taylor Heineke, but you're not exactly on on good footing here. A lot of people think you're going to be one of the first coaches fired. Like, of course I'm going along with the boss. That's just trying to protect myself. Like, that's just trying to save my job. Well, well, I mean, I think there's also a scenario where Ron Rivera is a defensive guy who's just not good at evaluating quarterbacks and maybe having too. a bunch of hand. I mean, maybe he made a mistake. There's also a reality that I mentioned, you know, the choices all turned out to be bad. Every single one of them was Baker Mayfield, terrible. Well, they wanted Mitchell, Garoppolo, and then he went and got surgery. I don't think Garoppolo would be great there either. I, I think Garoppolo would have really struggled here because of the health issue and surgery. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, not good. Yep. Uh, Matt Ryan, terrible. So I don't think this was the year to get a free agent quarterback. Russell Wilson, terrible. So and, well, then and the, that would have taken a lot of maneuvering, and, and Russell Wilson didn't want to go there. So maybe the question is, should they have drafted someone? But I don't know. There was only one quarterback in the first round, so it was a tough spot to be well, fair. But they haven't addressed quarterback for a few years. Yeah, now I mean, because they, the Dwayne Haskins thing really blown up in their face. They passed on uh, Justin Herbert for Chase Young when they knew Haskins wasn't the man. I, mean, I know, and you know, Chase Young broke my like the one pet peeve thing that I have. No, about what, sports. I have no idea. What? Oh, you guys know this about me. It's actually something that I don't think of myself as being old. I'm not even 40 yet. I don't think Wait, I'm I, old. But this I, is the this is the take that makes me feel like old man, old woman shakes her fist at cloud. I thought your big pet peeve is when someone ended their career on 399 home runs and didn't stick around <laughs> for 400. Uh, don't even. I'm so glad Albert Pujols just like blew through. Okay. The, yeah, that, 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 okay. Wait, what is your Chase Young pet peeve? I have no idea. No, well, Chase, it's not a, just about pe- about Chase Young, but he violated my pet peeve last night. People who wear sunglasses either at night or inside when you're not playing and you're on the sideline oh. of your game. Ben Simmons did it. LeBron has done it. LeBron, maybe I'll give a little bit of a pass because, like, he's yeah. LeBron James. You're Chase Young. You're not playing in this game. It's a night game in Chicago. Take the sunglasses off. Dude, it's wow. not – It's not. this isn't like – you're not the Cannes Film Festival. You're at work. Take the sunglasses I gotta go off. On. It's nighttime. I got to go on Russell Wilson at the U.S. Open. Uh, you know that one bothered me. Yeah. But if you're sitting next to Ciara, I think that you have she to. She can wear them. But well, you, you're sitting next know. to Ciara and you're her husband. You have to up the cool factor. I think he was desperate. He was reaching. He needed those sunglasses. 
you don't need to be wearing sunglasses at night to watch Serena Williams play in the U.S. Open. Like, just take the sunglasses off. Anna Wintour, take the sunglasses off. These people look like clowns to me. It's nighttime or you're inside. I don't know. Like, Fashion never never goes to sleep, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you tell me, Pearl Love, please. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me I, about uh... fashion. Well, I feel like Chase Young knows a little. Well, they, a twenty-four-year-old NFL player is usually cooler than we are. But dude, he's at work. Like you're not at the ESPYS, <laughs> man. Like it's you're at a game. I, that is my big pet peeve. What were we talking about, Ron Rivera? Let's go to Tom. He's in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing well. I heard y'all's take on Ron Rivera. I I don't think you're being fair to the man. I kind of got to know Rivera a little bit when he was there in Carolina. He is a coach that generally cares about the welfare of his players, not his football players. He has invested in them. They have played hard for him. I think his emotional reaction was because he feels like his players are not getting treated unfairly. And the other thing I'll say about Ron Rivera, he's not going to lie to you. If Ron Rivera says he made the decision to bring Carson Wentz in, there is nothing about Ron Rivera's character or history that suggests he's not telling the truth. So, I mean, I know there are coaches who the players are nothing more than some non-human element, and they'll dispose of them as soon as they can. Right. I've seen Ron Rivera interact with players who are no longer playing for him, and there still is this relationship between him and the players that I think was the reason for his outburst at the game well, Tom, explain explain him in a press conference when he's asked what's the difference between us and the other NFC East teams. He says it was it's my quarterback. Just explain that then. I, well, I'll explain that is the quarterback play was not as good as it needs to be. He probably regrets that he admitted that. That doesn't mean he's lost face in Carson Wentz. That doesn't mean he didn't want Carson Wentz. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't think Carson Wentz is good enough to become the quarterback that can take them from a 2-14. and 14. They go on a two-game winning streak. If you watch Rivera's off the well, go on streaks in the middle of the year, they're right in the playoffs. I, I, I yeah, Tom, maybe you're thinking, I get it. Maybe you think we're being a little bit too cynical about this. We're kind of making a joke about it. But here's another question I would I, ask you. Truth serum, Tom. Okay. Got to give you the truth serum on this one. You cannot lie. Sure. Okay. Do you think Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback of the Commanders next year? Yes. All right. I, yeah. I, I, we, I'd well, be happy reason, to shake on that with you, why, sir. Yeah, but look at all the other teams who are having trouble finding quarterbacks. I mean, I live in the Carolinas. No, I know. I you mean, know. So, so I mean, who, who are they going to get to replace him that will not mean they're having to start all over again? Of course, we don't know until how Carson Wentz plays in the next 10 weeks either. That is true. I mean, listen, if Washington, and thank you, Tom, and appreciate you supporting your pal, Ron Rivera, I get it. And he is a stand-up guy. I don't think any of this is not about the character of Rivera. We just think that it's a little doth protest too much, a little bit too over the top about Carson Wentz when you yourself had just called him out four days ago. Like, we have to point out that this is a thread here that we've been following over the last week. But Washington has to do something about their quarterback. Like, whether Wentz is back next year or not, I do not think he's going to be. But you don't have a long-term solution here. No, you you are shaping up like the Indianapolis Colts trying to patch together these veteran quarterbacks. The problem with Rivera in this situation is not Rivera's fault. But I believe in organizational dysfunction. Yeah. And I'm it's sorry. Real. I don't care who you are as a head coach. If you're the head coach of that football team in the state it's in right now, you're not going to look good. So don't you think, like, Rivera is in a no-win situation? Um, yeah, and I think that the rest, I mean, listen, I don't know how good the Giants are. 
Yeah. You know, but I think that with because the Giants have gotten off to this hot start, which by the way, that could evaporate pretty quickly too. Sure. You know, I, I don't think the Giants are like super, super stable. But like if that if the Giants continue to overachieve, it just makes Rivera look worse, unfortunately, because it looks like Brian Dayball is doing more with less. You know, and it looks like the commanders are underachieving, but they did win last night. I mean, someone had to win that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. Big Dave's in Kentucky. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up, yo? How you guys doing? We're doing great. What do you have? Well, listen, I just got in the truck here and turned you guys on, so I missed your take on this, but here's mine. You know, Ron Rivera, uh, listen, I like him. The guy's, uh, he's a very, seems to be a very personable guy. He went through a lot of things. He's got a good football mind. But listen, he opened this can of worms. In the press conference the other day, when he was asked, you know, what's the difference in their performance versus whoever else in the league, when he just blatantly says quarterback play, yeah. which nobody ever says. Yep. And now he's all emotional and and all that because uh, his QB's getting is getting wrung over the coals, as it were, by the media. I just I don't understand. I think it's a terrible take of his part. Yeah, then that's what we said too, Dave. And appreciate the phone call. Have a great day. That's what we said, too. It just feels a little bit over the top. Like, now you're getting emotional yeah. about it when a couple of days ago you were calling out your quarterback. Yeah. I mean, know who would be a good quarterback for the Commanders next year is Big Dave's from Kentucky. How about a little Will Levis action? Will Levis. I mean, or they is... might be fighting the Giants for that. Well, the Giants, no, the Giants are idiotically playing themselves out of the top five. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Weirdly. But Daniel Jones is not coming back. Yeah. I mean, the reality is we don't really know Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera was on the hot seat in everyone's mind coming into this game. And yeah, it, it, he has an NFC East schedule. They play the Giants. I just looked at this back-to-back weeks in the middle of the season. They could end up flirting with 500. But the question is, what's the future? Is Ron Rivera part of this future? Well, I don't know. But it. I mean, listen, it's tough because you're coming off of a game you played against the Bears, and the Bears are, are pretty bad. And it's hard to make an evaluation there. But, like, this team feels like it should be much better, right? And isn't the amazing thing we haven't talked about yet? Their best player, Brian Robinson, is coming off a gunshot wound. It's one of the great wild stories in sports history, and it's Unreal. almost being overwhelmed by all the weird stuff going on with the team. I mean, that's such a feel-good story, but and and we can all be like just appreciative that Brian Robinson like survived that and he has gone on to thrive in spite of like it. Like immediately. Like immediately, <laughs> yeah. Like the guy survived a gunshot would like in August, like it's it's October, and, he, and he's I, back out there running in touchdowns. And he looks great. He does look great. He looks fast, and yet, like that feel good story. But the avalanche of negativity on the Commanders, like let's listen to. We got Al Michaels from last night. This is how you know, like we already knew things were bad with Dan Snyder. We already knew that a lot of the owners wanted him out. Obviously, we talked about the bombshell ESPN story from yesterday. It's like the sixth bombshell that's come out about Dan Snyder in the last calendar year. Here was Al Michaels last night, and just when you th- when you before you listen to this, just keep in mind, Al Michaels knows what's up here. He is not going to say anything that's going to put him out on a limb or that is going to cause blowback from the other owners. Just my feeling, I think what the league would love is for Snyder to sell the team. Not have to go to a vote, but just sell the team. Because it's become a major problem around the league, obviously. And we'll see what happens. I think it's got a long way to go. And Dan, very well known for digging his heels into the ground is so plugged in with the league. He said it himself. He's called over 800 NFL games. He knows everybody. He's not just going to be like, hey, I know he said, this is my two cents. Believe me. 
it's not. Yeah. This is it's people he's calling around the league, other owners who obviously feel the same way. Yeah, and by the way, Kirk Herbstreet, best color man in the game. Uh, to quote Major <laughs> League, when when Euchre's sitting there and the guy next to him says nothing. <laughs> Monty? Best color man yeah. in the game. Uh, yeah, it was... Herbstreet said nothing. Yeah, well, what's he going to say? Unless he's going to talk about it, the chances of Urban Meyer coming back to Ohio State. What, is Urban, <laughs> what does Herbie have to say about this ownership situation? You know what it did, though? Because Herbstreet, when we say he's, when we, he said nothing. Like, Al Michael says this whole thing. They go to a wide shot of the stadium. Herbstreet does not speak. Doesn't say a word until they start talking about the game again. This is what it is. Like, if that had been a college game and something similar, they had been talking about a scandal, some not this you know something negative. Herbstreit would have definitely weighed in. Yeah, because he's the voice of college football. He, this I thought made it seem like he is not part of the NFL. Like yeah, he's not he, part of the family or the fabric or whatever. Because you have to have an opinion on Dan Snyder. I mean, How could you on. not have an opinion on this guy? I mean, are we is this even a hot take to say that Herbie feels like a round peg into a square hole or square hole into a round peg? What's his expression? Yeah, sure. Square peg in a round yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. He clearly he's very good at game analysis, but he doesn't seem to have an overall NFL. I picture. know, but this is your job now. So, mm, like, is it though? <laughs> yes, it definitely is. So, uh, his job is to be there on Saturday and and make a college football game feel big. He happens to be doing this game, no, but Amazon's paying him. I'm assuming a mm. lot of money. You know, to be and you have to like you have to weigh in there, right? Can you I, imagine? I don't know. I thought it was I, surprising that he didn't say anything. You can pay me. I'll go. I'll say something. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, they got to fire him. <laughs> and the funny thing is, what was Dan Snyder wearing and why was he there? Is he the owner now? I don't even remember. How'd that ever? <laughs> He's supposed to be away from the team. Is he? Well, he was I certainly there so. last night. I know. He was there. And, and they panned it to him in the in the owner suite. Just like, this could not get any more awkward. But about Al Michaels' comments, he made it seem so obvious and so clear. Like, there was, in his voice, you're right, he seems like he's a spokesman for other people. There was no wiggle room in that. He's like, this has got, something's got to happen Sell the here. team is what he is what he said. Yeah. He said, this is my two cents. I Believe me, it's not just his two cents. Really quick, let's go to Steve. He's an indie. Steve, what's up? Hey, to your uh, pet peeve, isn't Russell Wilson really irritating with or without sunglasses? <laughs> you know, I do follow him uh, in all of his social channels, so uh, fair question, uh, Steve. Quickly. Uh, uh, I think your Buffalo team uh, goes down to Kansas City just because it's in KC, and I don't think uh, that uh, the kid Mahomes is ready to uh, – concede the, the the AFC quarterback supremacy quite yet to uh, Josh Allen and my Colts I think we lose the second time to Jacksonville and in some kind of perverse terrible way I'm actually hoping for it because I want to see Ursay shake things up everybody every week is the straw that breaks the camel's back if they lose I tell you what we lose at home to Jacksonville and that I think that will be the precipitating event and I think Jackson, I, I think this is a terrible football team. It's a terrible football team. Uh, I think Perloff kind of agrees with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wait, every which one, one Indianapolis or Jacksonville? Mirrors, I think the freakiest win in the entire season, when we look back on this season, will be how in the heck did Indianapolis manage to beat Kansas City? That we'll is, never know. I, two weeks later, I think it's freaky <laughs> to the max. Honestly, Steve, it's a great call. I mean, if it was like a little more high profile, they should make like a 30 for 30 on it. I don't know how they won that game. 
still, the, I mean, special teams, I guess, is the easy answer. Yeah, I mean, I think Shaq Leonard is such a good player, linebacker, former Darius yeah. Leonard. I feel like his injury could be a reason they're not going to. He's a dominant player. Look, Jonathan Taylor pr- participating yeah. in practice today. Yeah, so I'm not sure that the Colts are that terrible. I like the way he thinks, so. I like That sounded like the process a little bit. Like, yeah. it's better to be bad than to be in limbo. Like, be 9-8 and eight and competing with the Titans for this terrible division crown every year is not a good spot to be in. Well, we're talking about Washington needs to find an answer at quarterback. So do the Colts. I mean, enough yeah. of this. I, I know that Andrew Luck retired and everybody was really stunned by it. I mean, Andrew Luck's got a kid who's like eight now. I mean, not really. But he, Andrew Luck has been long gone. It's like five years ago. Well, he could have had the kid while he was playing, by That's the way. That's true. I, but yeah, we that, know he that. had the kid after. That <laughs> <laughs> kid's uh, about to play quarterback right okay. now at Stanford. No, uh, I don't but know. But I got to be honest. I'm one of the many people who's like, ooh, the Colts look spicy with Matt Ryan at quarterback. So I, I was willing to be fooled in the offseason. And I think they fooled themselves. But you're right. It's time to draft somebody. But I don't know. Like, there's so much good stuff. Or what if they, they come back in a 500 team? Are they just going to give up and rebuild? They should. They should. I don't know if they are. Everything. These owners are not young people, Maggie. They don't have a lot of time for eight-year rebuilds. <laughs> I was wondering that, too. Dan Snyder is probably like, I'm not drafting a guy. I probably got one more year before they kick me out of here. I'm going to go try and find another veteran. Man, does it, should a rebuild take eight years? I mean, I know what you're saying, but yikes. Uh, coming up, which NFL quarterback is playing for his career? Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Man, the subplot of Dan Snyder last night and the Bears commander thing was so much more interesting in a weird way than the game. The game was, was there any moment in the game except for the last minute that was redeemable in any way? Uh, it was a nice throw to Pettis. Yeah. It was a nice touchdown throw. From Justin Fields. I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden, it was like, whoa, that was a really nice throw. That game oh, involved me to sleep. Justin Fields' run at the end of the game was yeah, pretty cool, too. Yeah, that one too. was pretty cool, too. They, but overall, we're getting to Justin Fields in a minute. There is a lot uh, a lot of work to do. Yeah, definitely. But no, I mean, didn't anyone else think that Daniel Snyder even showing up to the game last night was just like thumbing his nose at the NFL? Ooh, I see what you're saying. I mean, the guy's That's supposed good. to be away from the team, technically. I don't even know if he's been showing up to other games. I, I don't know. But... He shows up on the Thursday night game. They yeah. they show him there after this bombshell drops that he's yeah. been hiring private investigators to f- get a dossier on. He's like, what are you going to do? I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right Say here. Say it to my face. Ugh, this guy. Brian is in Omaha. Hey, Brian, how are you? Hi, Maggie. How you doing? We're doing great. What's on your mind? Hey, Mr. Perloff, you're the guy we need to talk to about Dan Snyder and the NFL. You know, uh, you got that legal background of yeah. paralegal. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yes. His so legal um, all rights are reserved. Any republication, rebroadcast, disseminations of this NFL product is prohibited. <laughs> that's what? Dan yeah. Snyder's got something. No, I think that's MLB, right? right? Does it? Does NFL have the same oh, rules yeah. as it? No, they don't do that whole prohibited speech. That's famous for MLB. They MLB never does do it, but no, NFL I does it, was it too. To protect the officials, but <laughs> it's really to protect the NFL. No, right. Ian Eagle reads it. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay, all rights are reserved. So wait, how's that connected? Help me out here. What, how's that connected to Dan Snyder? rebroadcast of this of this show is prohibited by law. And as far as I know, you know, like if somebody uh, takes the time to. Hey, this official did this at 3.05, and then he did it again at 6.00. If you get that, you know, uh, 
in line, they're not going to let you speak about it because they own the rights to it. Okay. And what does it have to do with Snyder? Well, I'm guessing he's got a lot on the other owners. You know, billionaires can really be nasty people. <laughs> I think Dan Snyder's one of them. And he's, I think he's got... We'll clue you in, the, uh, Brian. Was it owners? bombshell number one, bombshell number two, bombshell number three? I mean... Yeah, he's he is being accused of some really bad stuff. And it's not just this time around. He's been being accused. He's been accused, pardon me, of bad stuff for a while. Horrible stuff. I know. I know. And you know what? Thank you so much for chiming in. And he showed up at the game last night. Yeah, I mean, nobody's reproached me for my legal expertise here. But if there Thank is, a, if there, no, I mean, <laughs> as a paralegal, if there needs to be filing, call Perloff. Well, I'm telling you, I was a you dodged, ace filer. You dodged some jury duty this morning. Oh, Good gosh, you. but I totally screwed Hero up. Hero of the day. I totally screwed up. They're like, when do you want to come back? And they gave me three choices, and I just panicked and picked the wrong one. <laughs> oh, that's, no. It's not Monday, is it? No, it's. they said March, April, or May. I should have picked May after the NFL draft because you know how geeked up I get for the NFL draft, Maggie. March? I know, March is draft NCAA season tournament. Oh, my gosh. Are you See, kidding they're, me? They're, look, they're thinking about expanding the NCAA basketball tournament. I know we have a lot of football today, yeah. but that do you know new how, story probably came across your uh, feed. I, by the way, I totally respect jury duty. It's an important civic duty. But do you know how I sort of got out of it today? What did you say? Well, actually. Did you say, do you know who I am? No, I said, <laughs> I said, listen, I have a work conflict. I have a show at 3 p.m. Eastern. They're like, what kind of show? I'm like, oh, CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Maggie and Perloff. And she looked at me crazy. Or like, I'm like, yeah, I know it was a bad football game last night, but there are all sorts of tenor. And I started getting into the content of the day. We have a lot of storylines. I'm like, like leading you... with this. We've yeah, I was like this. trying to suss out. I'm like, maybe she's a basketball fan. Did you see Russ Westbrook was on the second unit? Like, if I could get her engaged. Uh, Dude, I've tried that. I, I have thought about that when oh. people start conversation. I'm like, all right, I really need to. I need to like find what's going to make this person like, yeah. interested. Like, what do I go with? And then you just have to start shooting darts like blindly. It's like hockey. Well, I told <laughs> I was at a big fancy event last night yeah. for education people through my father-in-law, basically. And everybody went to Harvard, worked for somebody. Yeah. Perloff came to work yesterday in a suit. Yeah. Everyone's at a high level of government or something. Uh, you know how easy it was to start conversations with them about Football. It was it's so easy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'm like, one guy's like, oh, I'm from Kentucky. I'm like, oh, how about the Wildcats this year at football? He's like, eh. and then 20 minutes later, he's done <laughs> talking about them. Sports is the it's greatest the best cocktail. Icebreaker. I know. It's the greatest cocktail party icebreaker there ever is. I'm sure. I mean, you've worked it. I've seen you do it. I know. I do it. But then there's always that moment, or there can be that moment when you run into the awkward, like, where either the person's not a fan of who you're a fan of. This actually happened to me recently. Remember I told you guys I went to go see Pearl Jam? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so I went to go see Pearl Jam for the first time ever, and I went with a friend, and I met her boss and all of, like, the people that she works with. So wait, I don't get the what, what do you— I'll tell you what. Okay, okay. So they're all in the music industry, and the boss is this really cool chick, and she was really nice, and she's like, I'm, she's like, you work in sports? That's so awesome. I'm such a huge Braves fan. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that one. Oh, no. But I, of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Braves are awesome this year. You know, it's my friend's boss. I'm not going to start coming in with the Mets hot takes, you know, and totally offend her or turn <laughs> her off. So I'm like trying to play nice. And she's like, so what are you like? What team are you a fan of? And I was like, I'm a Mets fan. It's like our conversation is <laughs> yeah. going to be over really fast now. Well, yeah, but she's a phony if she's saying she's a Braves fan. <laughs> it was because it, it who's was a tough. Braves fan? Come on. Where, where, where is she from? I didn't ask. Like, because it's Sherman Atlanta. She's probably not a Braves fan. She had a Southern accent. I, 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 
think I she, think she was legit. If she was legitimately from Atlanta, she'd be a Georgia football fan and not a Braves fan. <laughs> I Sorry. tried to pivot to football and it was too late. See, that's what I was like. There's no like because football. Like I'm an Eagles fan, but I I love Cowboys fans. Like we all love talking trash to each other. Braves are different. There's something there's something different there. It was just like oh, I think the band's starting. Uh oh. Here we go. Anyway, sports <laughs> yeah, is awesome, but sometimes it can backfire on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the rivalry part can be fun, though. You can bond over the rivalry. Like, you don't really – I mean, Braves fans are a bit too much. No, but are there I any do, fan bases that – We did get a, invited to the after party, so I think everything was cool. Are there any fan bases – see, I'm a Philadelphia fan, and there are some people who actually look down on my fandom. They're like, yeah, oh, know, you guys like are – like me. Yeah, you're like – you people are savages. You know, we don't like Philadelphia fans. But people secretly respect Philadelphia fans. Do we? I think so. I don't know. Stu, help me out here. No, anything? <laughs> I think Stu's on my side with this one. <laughs> we care. We're passionate. You guys care. You boo your own people like it's merc. Oh, Stu, we were just having a conversation in the break. You're the Yankee fan here. Kevin, are you Yankees? Yeah, Yankee. Okay, fan. you guys are both Yankee fans. If Judge goes 0 for 4 today, so right now the Yankees and the Guardians are tied two games apiece. It's the eighth inning. Judge has not done anything. If he goes 0 for 4, does he get booed today at home, Yankee Stadium? I think he does, yes. That's what I said, too. The 62 uh, honeymoon is over. Yeah. Definitely honeymoon over. happened it's like eight days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New York. <laughs> so New York's the same. But see, I think Philadelphia's even a little worse. But I don't know that we would boo Bryce Harper if he went over four. That seems mean. <laughs> mean. Now you're worried about being so mean. So Judge is over four. The with batteries four. at Santa Claus. You weren't worried about it then. Judge, bad Santa Claus, by the way. Judge is 0 for four, four strikeouts so far. Wow. That's if he goes good. 0 for five with five strikeouts. And they might boo him. But the, the Eagles it actually. Sounds crazy, I know. They really save it for the other team. That They're pretty good at getting after the other team. Yeah, I mean, that happens to the Yankees too. We'll see. Uh, that was a little baseball for you. Injected right there into your veins. Uh, coming up next, the best game on the college football slate this weekend. Perloff and I have that for you. Don't move. It is Maggie and Perloff. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Don't move. 